Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Young and Biblical. Um, last week, I said that Reed was going to be gone either a couple of weeks or two weeks or whatever, I said. But in fact, he's back this week, and he's going to share what's going on in his life and why he was gone last week. Yeah, so uh, last week, um, I was actually uh, sitting down reading my Bible, preparing for the podcast and stuff. And so my mom, I, I know I haven't, I probably have shared a little bit about it, but uh, I was raised by my aunt and uncle and stuff, and um, my mom really didn't have a lot to do with my childhood and stuff, but it's, it was cool. She called and um, asked for our help, so we went, me and my wife went down there and picked her up, and uh, we're actually checking into a rehab uh, that's coming up Monday, so y'all just continue to, um, or I asked for prayers um, for her as she as she um, tackles this journey, and uh I know that God can change anybody's life, and that's what it's going to take, you know. So um, I appreciate y'all, you know, um, bearing with me and Cruz. Uh, it's, it was awesome to to see you and listen to your podcast last week. I think it was really good, and uh, I think you did a very good job. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man. So, um, so today we're going to be talking about different topics that young Christians typically face in their lives, and um, what the like a stereotype of christians struggles yeah so we're gonna get into that in just a second so the first topic um, we have today is influence um when you become a christian and your friend group and just everything that you're influenced by mm -hmm. and um when when i thought about it i was like man i know a good verse for that and i came across proverbs twenty seven seventeen, and that and that reads iron sharp Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's an awesome verse because you know when you when you surround yourself with other believers and someone that that is like minded that that respects Christ as much as you do, you know that definitely irons you know sharpens your relationship with Christ. Yeah. I mean, literally, you know. So, I love that verse a lot. Yeah, like when you when you have another friend that like is a really good christian like you can bounce ideas off of that I, I talked about last week in romans 1 uh, verse 11 said for i long to see you that may i may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you that is that we may both be mutually encouraged by each other's faith both yours and mine yeah i, I feel like that goes really well together with uh, oh man and this in this world is like sometimes it's so discouraging you know you see people that like just there's no God in them or anywhere around them, you know, yeah, and yeah. they just live like lost people live, you know? And yeah. I mean, I lived like that and I feel like I know that my old life discouraged a lot of Christians mm -hmm. and, and that's a, that's a, that's a crappy feeling cruise, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like lukewarm Christianity is the number one enemy of Christians today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like one of the guys that actually was talking about wanting to be a guest on our show cruise or, our podcast show. Um, he he encouraged me a lot. Luke Luke Johnson. Um, he was, you know, I mean, on fire for the Lord when I met him, and still is. And uh, my other friend JJ White, he is on fire for the Lord. And I got I got countless others. Even you, Cruz, you know, you're on fire for the Lord, and um, that's always that's always encouraging to see. You know, yeah. And those relationships are important. But also, one of the things that I struggled with when I first became a Christian was uh, shutting out my old friend group mm -hmm. and like. That made them think, man, this two guy, this guy's too good for us. You know, yeah. he thinks he's too good for us, and uh, holier than that. Yeah, and definitely, I just needed to, you know, 
you still it's important to to you know not cut your old friends off you know but you know definitely spend more time with your believing friends but at the same time you know look for ways to witness to your old friends you know that, that don't know christ and uh there's opportunities you know you can you can jump in there and uh talk about your faith and stuff and showing them that you love them you know ultimately mm-hmm. um they'll you know i've had a couple of old friends that called me and it's kind of a cool compliment to for them to call me and, you know, ask about Jesus and stuff, you know? So, um, that was one of the things that, you know, that I had to learn, um, as an early Christian. And, uh, another thing, um, we're going to talk about is hindering. Um, so I know you got some scripture on that cruise. Yeah. It's in, uh, it's in Romans 14. It's, uh, it starts in verse 15. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you're no longer walking in love by what you eat. Do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not for, for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. Hmm. So personally in my life, I've never really struggled with drinking. I, I never tried it. Um, you wasn't missing out on anything, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like people that have struggled with that, they see a Christian drinking and they think it's all right. And then yeah. they fall back into the same cycle. So that's like a, that's what it's talking about with the stumbling block. Um, having something that somebody sees in your life makes them sin. Yeah, that's, that's so right. And um, I got a verse too that, that goes along with your verse, Chris. Mm. Um, it's in uh, the book of the Galatians, uh, chapter five, verses seven through nine. Mm. It says, you are running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. So like the same thing that you're saying, you know, you don't want to cause a brother to stumble. Um, and us as Christians, we're under a spotlight. Oh, yeah. You know, I, one of the things that I like people were asking me about b- baptism, you know, and I believe that it's a public profession of your faith and uh, it, it puts you in the spotlight. You know, you're showing everybody that that you accepted Jesus and, uh, you know, people do look at your life. And, um, and like I said, if you if you drink or do anything they'll be like well you know they're christian so mm-hmm. you know it's okay so that that definitely you gotta always make sure that you're in your bible and um not causing a, a brother or sister in christ to stumble yeah so. it's not to say that doing these things is wrong mm-hmm. everything's well almost everything is good in moderation yeah but uh Going back to um, just talking about like not cutting off your old friends and stuff and surrounding yourself with believers, mm. um, it's a it's a healthy mixture in there, you know. Um, one of the proverbs I think about is uh, Proverbs chapter thirteen, verse twenty. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the com- the but the companion of fools will, will suffer harm. Mm-hmm. So, man, that's I think wise men are someone that that take Christ seriously and uh, live for the Lord, you know? So yeah, I feel like that's a really good verse to use. Yeah. Um, when you surround yourself with like-minded Christians, you're going to become more wise yeah. in your faith. And when you don't, it, when you're surrounded by people that 
don't know Christ and are foolish, you're going to become more like them. Yeah. And like one of the things that I've heard in a sermon one time um, is uh, what you put in is what you're going to be putting out. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, that's so true. And the the Bible talks about that, too. You know, Um, so you just need to be. But that's why it's so important to stay in the word and uh, surround yourself with um, stronger Christians that are in their faith, you know, longer in their faith, you Mm -hmm. know, like your pastor, somebody that you can look up to, you know. Yeah, um, what you're saying with you put out what you put in. Yeah, uh, when you are more in, when you are in your Bible more, you're going to put that out more in your life. Yeah, and another thing that's really cool about um, having believer friends and stuff is surround yourself um, with with believer friends. Um, like if I have a question about my Bible or anything, if I'm reading a scripture, I can I can take screws and be like, "Hey, man, what do you think about this verse?" Mm-hmm. And, and that's I think that's very healthy, you know, to um, you know, make sure that you're not spreading the wrong message, you know, when you, when you share a verse, you know, make sure it's in context and getting other Christians' um, opinions about the verses, you know. Yeah. Um, my pastor, Brother Will, he's a great pastor. He's one of the one of the best role models in my life. Yeah. Um, whenever I have a question about the Bible, I go to him and he actually texted me about the podcast and said uh, just to make sure we're in context and yeah. we were but it's, it's a good reminder to, oh man always to you know not just pick verses out of the bible without the context of it yeah and so that's that's super important you know you want to make sure that 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 scripture is what you're trying to you know use and i think that that um that was an awesome reminder and it's always good to be humbled and make sure that you know you're spreading the right message yeah it's like uh a lot of people growing up with sports and everything in their lives and your Instagram Bible, there would be one specific Bible verse. Yeah. It's Philippians four thirteen. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. It does not mean that you are going to the NFL. <laughs> Boy, you, you can do all things through Christ for his glory. Yeah. It's to further his mission, not to lift 500 pounds. <laughs> that's not what that's about. Yeah. You're right, man. And there's there's a stereotype around Christianity and young Christians in particular is that you can't have fun as a Christian. And that's that's crazy. Um, Sure, you don't go out partying and drinking and sleeping around, but that doesn't mean you can't have fun. Um, A lot of times I, I feel like I would have more fun as a Christian than as a unbeliever. Um, You can do Things like you can go to the movies, you can go bowling, you can go fishing, hunting, you could play sports. There's so many things you can do as a Christian. That that uh, stereotype couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, um, I have some scripture that kind of backs this up. It's in Ecclesiastes three. It reads, "For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up." Time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time. Um, <laughs> but Notice in verse four, it says a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. And 
that's a little controversial um being that i'm a baptist and i'm talking about dancing um, <laughs> but it shows we can have fun we can laugh and joke yeah. around and there's so much you can do as a Christian. I'll, yeah, and I'll tell you this. The book of Ecclesiastes is one of my favorites because mm-hmm. Solomon literally um, had 400 wives. I mean, drank. He had anything that he ever wanted, and nothing filled his heart but God. Yeah. I mean, he just says that there's no there's no happiness in that. It just led him sorrowful, you know, um, mm-hmm. being, you know, away from God. And um, trust me, I, I've I've lived a life that I was apart from God. And, yeah, they – they say partying is fun, but not really. I mean, hanging out in a piggly wiggly parking lot, not, <laughs> not, not the idea for a good time, you know. But um, having Bible studies and actually hanging out with um, people that care about you and love you, you know. And literally, the Bible says that greater man um, than this that to give his life for a brother, you know. Yeah. They they would literally lay down their life for you, and that's that's the people you want to surround yourself with, you know. And uh, I just I love the book of Ecclesiastes. I love how you're using a lot of scripture out of that. It, it kind of reminds me of those toys I had when I was a little toddler. It's uh, there's like holes of different shapes and stuff and squares, triangles, circles and everything. And that's kind of how our heart is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Christ shaped hole in our heart, yet we try to fill it with these different things. And we try to fill it with alcohol, relationships, partying, sex and everything. It just will never fill that hole because yeah. it's not the right shape. And Solomon uh, in Ecclesiastes is a perfect example. Um, he explains that that nothing is going to fill it, but but God, you know. All right. So the next um, topic that we have after influences will be um, relationships with the opposite sex, and uh, I feel like this is going to be kind of awkward, but uh, I feel like it's something that young Christians uh, struggle with and need to needs to be addressed with some some good scripture. Yeah. And and the first scripture I got is in. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, it says, Because of the temptation of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. So, as you all know, um, <laughs> and this is crazy to talk about, but when uh, me, and, me and Sarah, we didn't date a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just, we, we decided that, that we was going to go ahead and get married. I truly, I did love her in the short time we were together. And um, we just wanted to glorify Christ in our relationship. And, um, well, when we got married so quick, everybody thought that, that she was pregnant. Yep. So everybody did, you know, but um, honestly, we was just doing it God's way, mm-hmm. you know, and that just shows there that everybody thinking that she's pregnant shows how that's not that's not common nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. um, that people can live together and uh, do all the things that married couples do without commitment. Yeah. And I think um, Jesus is t- or Paul and Corinthians is a good example because he just explains that a man should have a one wife and that's how one it goes. Husband. Yeah. One husband. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it definitely is hard dating as a Christian. Um, the things that we're looking for in a partner isn't something that's common these days. Yeah. Uh, we're looking for a, a strong Christian to grow with and to grow closer to God with. And many people our age are not looking for that. They're looking for somebody to have sex with or, yeah. There you go. or somebody just to take care of them. Yeah. But they aren't looking for what we're looking for. Yeah. And uh, just to add on that, you know, just talking about like relationships in general, one of the coolest things about waiting till marriage, you know, doing it God's way, mm-hmm. he's going to bless a relationship that honors him. Yeah. And man, like I, 
looked at Sarah like a child of God. You know, she was my first relationship after after being saved. And uh, man, it was it was just awesome to get to know her and uh, not look at her as like an object. You yeah. know, so man, it was just it was just a wonderful experience doing it God's way. And uh, yeah, and as as it's put so much in our society, everything is sexualized. And that leads to temptations when you're in a relationship with somebody. Everybody is doing it. Yeah. Um, so why shouldn't me and my girlfriend? So that's that's definitely a struggle that many Christians face. And it's it's a hard temptation to overcome because you don't want to disappoint the other your partner. Yeah. yeah. And um, like I was saying, you know, in, in your marriage, this goes on when you do uh, end up getting married. Um, it's just awesome to to look at your wife and say, "Wow, this is God's daughter," you yeah. know, and you respect her, and you you've gotten to know her, you know, focusing on her as a, as a child of God and not as uh, hey, she's very attractive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, my my scripture is also from First Corinthians. Uh, that's definitely a major theme in the book. Yeah. Paul really. It was his first really, first uh, trip, you know. Yeah, so He really saw some, something in these Corinthian, Corinth churches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is in chapter 13. It's the stereotypical marriage sermon. It uh, starts in verse 4, goes to 7. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. This is something that obviously is applied to marriage commonly, but you should also apply it before marriage. Don't feel pressured to do something by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whoever is pressuring you to do these things. Don't feel pressured to do that if it's against God's will. Yeah. Um, and what did what did what did Jesus do when uh, he felt um, he was tempted with stuff like that? He, he, he quoted scripture. scripture. He went yeah. to scripture, and that's what we ultimately got to do. We just got to give it to God, you know, when we're when we're stuck with situations like that. In young Christians' relationships with the opposite sex, um, a lot of times they get manipulated by the word I, the words "I love you," and it kind of goes like this. A, a boyfriend tells a girlfriend, I love you, so will you do this for me? Uh, that is not love. That is truly the opposite of love. You're manipula- They're manipulating them. That's so true. Um, as it says in Romans, thir- Romans, I keep saying Romans, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 5, it does not insist on its own way. That's the opposite of what God created love for. Yeah. God truly created love so that we can grow closer to him through that other person. Yeah. One of the last things that I have to say about this, just relationships um, with the opposite sex would be um, when you're dating, um, just respect God, you know, and um, view your significant other like a child of God. Mm -hmm. Um, Just definitely always make sure that you're staying in the Bible because you're going to have some temptations. Mm -hmm. And also, um, make sure that you're not putting yourself in situations where, you know, you, you might be tempted. You might be tempted. Some, so some examples of uh, avoiding uh, situations that, that, that you'd be tempted, like don't sleep in the same bed 
<laughs> as yeah. your girlfriend or don't, you know, stay over night. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, if you do, you know, sleep on the couch or in another room, you mm-hmm. know, um, just avoid, avoid it, you know, and um, ultimately just like I said, respect God. And um, that's ultimately respecting your, your significant other. Yeah. It truly shows like a lack of respect for yourself as well. Yeah, it does. And you may feel that you you wouldn't give in to that temptation, but you don't know until you're in that situation. That's right. Um, so, like, the junior proms teachers and chaperones should say, save some room for Jesus. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So just to talk a little bit about, you know, once you're married, you know, you have a responsibility to, um, you know, hold your wife accountable to, to being in the Word or your husband, um, you know, it's just awesome sometimes, you know, like if I'm just sitting there, you know, Sarah will come over there and throw a Bible in my lap, you know, <laughs> like, boy, you know, that, and that's that's what's awesome about being married. And you'll mm-hmm. you'll see that soon, Cruz, you know, if you find you a good old woman. But, you know, love the if there. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when you do, and I'll be, you know, you definitely need to, you know, keep your standards high. You know, you definitely yeah. always want to make sure that, that she's equally yoked. And, uh, equally yoked. That's a cool word, isn't it? Yeah, she's going to be yoked. She's going to be <laughs> lifting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, That I want to go into a little bit. I know you have some more scripture and some stuff to talk about, but looking for another, like a husband or a wife, you need to find somebody that is Christ-centered. Yeah. If I Reed's talked about this before um, in regards to Sarah, and it's if Sarah loved, or Sarah or Reed loves each other more than they love God, the marriage isn't going to work. Yep. You're so right. You have to be God focused in a relationship. It takes that dude. Like there's some mornings where I promise you, Sarah wants to hit me upside the head with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I wouldn't doubt it if she did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. You know, um, that's, and I've only been married a year, but I can go ahead and tell you, honestly, you keep Christ first in a relationship. There you go. That's, yeah. That's all it and uh, this is a cool verse, too, that I want to add. It's in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7. Um, it's in verse 8 and 9. But I say to the unmarried and the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. So, it's, I mean, it's good. It's a blessing to be single. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Yeah. So, I mean, like I was saying, relationships and Christian relationships are hard. You mm-hmm. know, so... Um, Christ just says here, I mean, uh, Paul says in talking to the church that it, it is better to marry than, than to uh, than to burn with passion, yeah, to, to, to lust for yeah. another. Um, that, that verse was actually brought up. My preacher's wife was my English teacher in high school, and uh, she, she talked about that a little bit in class. And that, that verse, whenever I hear that verse, I think of her um, telling us that. And... It's really controversial um, because in the world, most people go by this exact formula for how to live a life. You go to school and you go to college and then you marry, you have kids and then you die. Yeah. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to spread God's word. That's our one purpose in life. Yeah. And if that involves getting married because you're too tempted, then fine. But, I mean, Paul encourages us, if you can, stay single. Um, it will help you to focus on God. You're right. 
And, uh, you know, lastly, you know, I just want to say to end on this topic and stuff um, mm. that, you know, if you are single, like don't settle, you know, um, just that gives you more time to spend in God's word and with God, with God. It, it truly is a blessing oh, yeah. because relationships are hard, man. And um, but ultimately, if you do, you what you look for in a, in a spouse is someone that's Christ minded, that, mm-hmm. um, that, that loves Jesus and don't settle, you know? Yeah, there's. A mindset of people where I live that there's only people in our town and that's who you have to marry or go out with and most of the time those aren't good options and I, I experienced how wrong that could be yeah. um, you see once you go to college if you're a high schooler you'll see there's so many other options than just what your small town has to offer yeah and there truly is a Christ-centered partner for you out there. Yeah, and um, just talk a little bit about, about marriage a little bit more. Um, one of the things that I see, I don't know, really know the, the full statistic, but uh, I know it, it talks about that most marriages nowadays end in divorce. Mm-hmm. Like, a, I think it's over half of them, honestly. Yeah, I think it is like 50 um, or 60%. Because without God, marriage is just a piece of paper. So that's going to do it for episode four of Young and Biblical. Now, as always, we have a recommendation each week about things that have helped us in our walk with Christ or things that are encouraging us recently. And it could be a song or it could be a movie, a book or whatever it may be. That's what we're recommending to you right now. And Reed's going to go first with whatever um, he has. Yeah. So I, I'm going to recommend a song. Um, one of the one of the songs that impacts me all the time when I listen to it is on my worship playlist. It's uh, it's called Believe by Brooks and Dunn, mm. and man, it's an awesome story about an older man that's lost everything, but he says that he's going to see him again one day, and it's just, it's awesome. It, it definitely helps me in my faith every time I listen to it. All right, guys, well, that, that wraps things up. Uh, thank you guys for listening to episode four of Young and Biblical. Um, next week, we're excited. We're having our first guest on our podcast, yeah, uh, Mr. Luke Johnson, uh, someone that was um, a definitely a good influence and a, a good example of a believer in my life and my faith walk. And uh, it's going to be awesome, Cruz. He's a, he's a very strong in his faith, and it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, so if you guys enjoyed, please follow us on Spotify to receive updates when we post new episodes. And if you listened on YouTube, subscribe to see more episodes when we post them. And if you have any suggestions on future episodes or topics we can cover, you can email us at youngandbiblical at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter at biblicallyyoung on Twitter. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.